Lean forward slightly. Look straight at the speaker. And listen with a sparkle in your eye. As though you might be thinking, gee, this is the most wonderful thing I've ever heard in all my life. Straight out of the burbs of L.A., this is So I Married a Movie Geek. Welcome to So I Married a Movie Geek, everyone. This is the episode where it comes full circle. I'm Chrissy McQueen. Justin Winters is over here on my left as usual. And to think, this podcast, which we started way back in 2009, hinged on Ghostbusters, the 1984 version, of course. And now here we are, as many years later, two children later, just crazy amounts of podcasts in between and we're doing this po- this um ghostbusters podcast all over again but wah-ah-ah-ah. new version new cast women justin's just standing over there nodding at me listen to your intro <laughs> so this is exciting this is all exciting it's all happening it, it's exciting because it comes full circle and it's funny when you first said uh, we sat down and i was like okay so wait when did we do the original Ghostbusters podcast? Was that our very first one? You were like, yeah. And you looked it up. And then I can't. I, pl- I played a little bit of it. You did. And we were really bad. I know. So bad. I well, th- I mean, let's let's face facts. We really didn't know what a podcast was. No. We I were just talking the title to the microphone. The we're like, hello. And, and, and we, we like these things. And, and these things are good. And, and okay. And now here we are, and we hope you like us. <laughs> We've changed so much. We're awesome now. <laughs> Seriously, though, going back to that first episode was a little bit painful to listen to. Like, But then again, I mean, let's be honest. Is listening to yourself ever not painful? It's, it's always painful. No matter what. I'm terrible. I, I'm pretty terrible, too. Uh, I'm ter- we went to school for terrible. this, Justin. We I did not go to school for podcasting. No, but we went to school for journalism, which is an offshoot of what we're doing now. Yeah, but... It was different. It's a total offshoot. I agree. Exactly. Yeah. But still. So, so yeah, going back in time and listening to to us espouse, you know, our our beliefs on why Ghostbusters and your beliefs. our beliefs on Ghostbusters in in your case. The religion like, of why, Ghostbusters. Like, it, I mean, for let's be honest, you're like, yeah, Bill Murray. Bill Murray might as well be your religion, Justin. If you were to have one, I think it would be like Church of Bill Murray. No? I like to spread my love of to other people. <laughs> so what you're saying is like maybe Church of Bill Murray, but not like monogamy Shh. is not a thing at the Church of Bill Murray. There's room for everyone. Oh God. What'd you do? He's got beer on the floor. So, you know, it's funny. Maybe this is uh, something we should talk about. When we first started this podcast back then, 2009, drinking was not necessarily a requisite for for doing the podcast it was just something we occasionally did and now we're parents and, and it is now we're parents and justin's like hazing me before we go into the podcast about like hey what you gonna drink <laughs> did you bring your drink drank and then he's like spilling it left and right for you people that aren't parents or are hoping to become parents soon drinking is a necessity at times mm-hmm so I would appreciate it if you don't make fun of my drinking, Chris. Hey, it's drinking and sleeping pills, but not together. That's how I get to parenthood. <laughs> I do not need sleeping pills. 
just give me the actual time and place and I will fall asleep. And then you'll just pass out. So, yeah. So, first episode was very, very shaky. Ghostbusters. Um, we started the podcast because Chrissy basically, um, we just got married that year. And after years of hearing that Chrissy had never seen any movie known to man, Jaws, Star um, Wars, Star Wars Lord Ghostbusters, Rings. I'm like, okay, let's just talk about Ghostbusters. So, so yeah, you sat me down, you made me watch it. Now, unfortunate though it may be, I cannot tell a lie, I barely remember watching this first movie with you. Chrissy barely remembers watching the new Ghostbusters. I barely yesterday. remember yesterday. Like, let's be honest. That's another symptom of parenthood. That's why I put it on. Oh, and it just ended. Oh, man. It was on in the background. Uh, but seriously, amnesia is real when you're a mama. Well, that'll work for this podcast because basically we can come at it from both ways. We, I can come at it from... That's what I thought. Ghostbusters is basically like my Independence Day for Chrissy. Oh, it was yeah. one of my top five favorite movies of all time. Touche. I'm a guy. You are? And then Chrissy basically doesn't remember the first movie and is a, uh, a girl. I am. Last time I checked. So we're coming at it from both ways. So you get a fresh perspective and uh, the resident nerd. So anyway, so this week's episode, we watched the uh, reboot, whatever it is, Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. And Flatliners from 1990. From 1990, a movie of which I, I always asking for of, a 90s movie. There you go, Chris. Gee, thanks. 1990. Thank you so Flatliners. much. Flatliners. When I said, "Hey, can we watch some 90s movies?" That's not what I had in mind. You know, I was trying to think of something to pair it with, and at first, I was I thought Ghost Dad, and I was like, uh, "Ghost, I don't know." Okay, Ghost I don't Dad. Know what that is. Well, we might save it for another time. And then I thought of Flatliners because. If you think of Ghostbusters and Flatliners, they kind of, it's like almost the same amount of letters. Are you serious? And they involve like uh, ghost-like spirits, both of them, I guess. I don't know. I probably hadn't seen Flatliners since (laughs) since I was, uh, you know, in uh, middle slash high school and... Anyway, we'll talk and you about were like, that later. Let's revisit that one. I cannot wait for Chrissy to see this. Oh my god! Right? And yet, so much. Here we are. <laughs> so let's talk about Ghostbusters. We shall. I know Chrissy's already lamented several times this evening. She's like, I don't know what to say. I just don't know what to say. Thanks for giving that up, Justin. Maybe. No, I'm, I'm I'm setting the bar low for you. Well, so thank you for setting you the bar. Like vault, vault over, over it. it. Oh, what a what a good husband. Vault you away. Are. You're a mensch. <laughs> So the reason that I say that I feel like I don't have a lot to say is because as we have established now ad nauseum, I'm not, I'm not, and I mean this in the best way possible, I'm not part of nerd culture when it comes to stuff like this. So I'm going to do this whole thing, I feel, a disservice because so many people feel so strongly about this movie, about this reboot, about this, if you're going to call it a well, franchise. Well, this is podcast though. You're, you're, you know, you're not part of nerd culture, but you still... I have to watch some of the movies, so... Right, but it, I feel very Pollyanna about it. I feel like I watch uh, some of these movies, not always, but uh, particularly this week, both movies, actually. I feel like I watched them, and after each one was left kind of twirling my hair in a, in a ringlet around a finger, going like, okay, cool. So, so bear with me for the bumpy ride. But that's why I say that. It's not that I, I, I lack but this, thoughts But this movie was meant... 
this this movie is trying to to grab you, Chris. It's trying to grab your attention and say, "Look at me." I know you don't remember the first Ghostbusters, sure, Chrissy, but this new one, it's got girls in it. They have vaginas. It's true. It's got girls and funny girls. Funny girls that you like in other movies, of course. And I like on Saturday Night Live, and exactly. And I think that they are 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 great. It's a very controversial movie before it even came out. Right, but f- for stupid reasons. Stupid reasons? Yes. Why? Well, first of all, the fact that people had such a hoopla over women taking over this kind of universe and, and inhabiting these roles is ridiculous to me. <laughs> they took our derbs. Basically, they took our derbs. And, you know, and, and yet nobody really ever wanted to come out and say that that was the problem. You know, Nobody actually wants to paint themselves as a sexist. This is kind of like to draw upon what else is happening right now in our world, the whole Black Lives Matter movement and people saying, no, yes, Black Lives Matter, but all lives matter. Like, obviously, there's a problem there. And and this feels kind of like... Save the rainforest. <laughs> save the whales. How about save all trees, Chrissy? I know, clearly. But, but that one's on fire. But save all the trees. So it feels a little similar. So what you're saying is you're angry. You're angry at the anger... From the ghost bros. I'm angry? Yeah. No, I'm not angry. You're not? No. Oh, okay. I'm not angry. Um, I do think... <laughs> There's only two, two poles to this. It's like you're really pissed or you don't care. Uh, clearly. Who knew? There's okay. no such thing as a gray area. Uh, I feel like, obviously, it's just inherently sexist, the attitude that was taken going into this movie um, by the general public who who couldn't embrace it and then instead tried to hang their hat on how this shouldn't be remade. It's just so amazing in its, you know, original form. And that's like, you know, screwing with the Bible. Like you can't do that. You can't do that. And, but remakes and reboots happen. Scream with the Bible. Screwing with the Bible. Like somebody saying, I'm going to rewrite the Bible. It's going to be great. Oh, so (laughs) I actually really thought you said scream with the Bible. (laughs) No. So new (laughs) scream. Scream four, yeah, Scream clearly. That I'll pay money to see that. So it, it was Jesus all along. <laughs> it was Jesus. <laughs> so they're basically, or was it Moses? They're basically hanging their hat on this whole thing of like, no, it's it's just that we don't want you to mess with what was so amazing. But really, that's not it at all. The fact is, you don't want to see chicks taking over Bill Murray and Harold Ramis and Dan Aykroyd's part, and that's it. And so I feel like it's thinly veiled. Um, you know this whole construct of sexism so that bothers me hot take okay (laughs) uh beyond the the controversy of getting the movie made i mean okay here's my problem with such an amazing cast and with with the director who did bridesmaids at the helm of this thing puffig thank you i expected it to be perhaps funnier than it actually was. So I don't want to mean to be a traitor to this, to this idea that, you know, these amazingly funny women are in this movie and it's going to inspire a hopefully a whole new generation of girls. It's just to be, um, ghost hoes before ghost bros, but now you're sounding ghost bros before ghost hoes. No. Yes. Never. Turn in your vagina card. Oh my God. No. I, by the way, I might go Leslie for Kate McKinnon. Just oh, you are. Say, I might. So let's 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 do this in a structured way. Sure. 
<laughs> Me? Structure? I'm a guy. Huge fan of the first movie. I had a lot of anxiety about this movie. Um, sort of, I guess, how you had with Infinity Day. Yeah, basically the same thing. Um, the trailers were not very good. They were okay. Um, and so... Da, da, do, 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 as we watched this movie, I was I was psyched. We went to 3D IMAX for this movie. Yeah, you haven't gone to a 3D IMAX with me in a million years. I was like, Again, I'm going to cool beers. We're going to do 3D IMAX. We're going to do it up. And then as it came on, as it slowly went, went on, I was like, oh, gosh. <laughs> Milk was a bad choice. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Why? So Why? Substantiate that. Why do you feel that way? Um... I just think it at the basic and this at the basic story level slash script, it was just a mess. Oh, strong words. Yeah. Why? It was just con- the uh, the script was convoluted. Um, I like the actresses. I like the characters they play. But they seem to lack something is missing. Verve and you know and depth and depth and um, I don't know. Like a, a team, they they. I just didn't see them congeal as a team. I I, I just yeah. I'm like, I like the promise. Mm-hmm. I, I I I'm I kept going. I'm like, oh man, there's promise here, and then I'm just like, oh, that didn't work. And that's actually. You know? I agree with you. And, and, and singling out Kate McKinnon jokingly earlier when I was like, I'm going to be lazy for her. Um, she was probably the most um, magnetic of, of all the characters for me. And in terms of like somebody who you're talking about, you know, being uh, have, having depth and being a little more fleshed out, but they still didn't give her enough to do. Well, and I, she, she's one of my favorite parts of the movie. Yeah. Um, it's, but I think she, her character and what she does in the movie kind of, puts a bigger um light on the big problem of the movie is this the 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 script and the story really didn't have a lot for them to do yes so often what would happen is the girls would be like you know hanging out blah 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 and then all of it cut it, they cut to kate mckinnon and she'd be like what yes or she just everybody gives would be like, like <laughs> or she just gives like a sideways eye glance with those crazy wild blue eyes where you're like whoa it's almost okay. as like Kate McKinnon was like, uh, you know what this this script is is a little subpar. Um, so I've got I got to spruce this shit up. You know, <laughs> let's call out with facial expressions, noises. Do you know what he would say about her? It's like she was exuding excitement. Like it sounded like it, it looked like she was excited to be in the movie, which I think is half the battle. And I just think she overshone everyone in terms of energy and just otherworldly charm it's like she worldly charm she walked out of one of those movies where uh it's it's like earth girls are easy like the aliens come down and they try to ingratiate themselves among us by learning how we walk and talk but she walked from that movie into ghostbusters and (laughs) it just didn't jive all the time but i was just every time that she talked i was like what is she doing like okay that i guess that works you know she's like that community theater actress in the background who's in the ensemble, but is doing a lot like of heightened stage business <laughs> to the point that in the audience, the director has to be like, 
okay, Kate, like I need to bring you down like 16 notches. I know you're, I know you're at 11, Kate, but since everyone else is at a six, we need to bring you down to a nine. Yeah, yeah, basically like you're stealing focus. So it felt a little bit like that. Um, and and so it, here's my problem though. So there's so that she was great. On. She was the best of the four. That's just it. And then Leslie Jones, poor Leslie Jones. Oh, I Leslie love Leslie Jones. Jones me too. But, and I don't know Leslie Jones outside of Saturday Night Live to know if it's just her, that's how she is. Her she's the loud, you know, uh, black woman. But that's just it. It's like they over, they relied on the stereotypical yes. version of that that everyone thinks about. And I'm just like, is that her? Like, is she cool with this? Is that like. It's, it was, it was minstrel, it was minstrelly. Like, just right at its core and it, like it I actually had a moment when I was watching with my 3D glasses on where I thought is this 2016 I, I, because I mean holy shit I feel like I just got transported back to film class when I was in college and they were showing us about black minstrels and they were like so this is what they were relegated to back in the old days when we were racists and then I was like watching her do it and I went so nothing's changed. And then obviously I'm thinking about, again, what's going on in our world. I'm like, I guess nothing has changed. So I've got a question. What is wrong so with her, us her character, she was an MTA worker. Yes. Who, she couldn't be a scientist. She, no, she couldn't she, be a scientist. She knows New York. She knows black. New York. She knows where to go. She knows how to get things. She's loud. She's scared of ghosts. She wants to join their team. So she just quits her job. Yeah. What was that all about, by I'm the just, way? I'm just like... I mean, that's got to be a pretty good paying job, you know. So she quit that job to work with these chicks. She's going to face much, her fear. How much is she feasibly getting paid at this new job? <laughs> um, is it worth it? Uh, I mean, like, <laughs> I guess it was worth it. Turned I out, felt bad for her character's well-being, basically. I just wanted her to be able to put food on the table. Yeah. Um, so she was, I mean, she was funny in spots. And then the other two, which is flabbergasting. So it's Kristen Wiig and Melinda McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy. Melinda. Who's Melinda? Is that her sister? Yes. <laughs> Melissa McCarthy. And like two two women, two of the funniest Working women, women today. today. And it's basically like they almost melded together in their uh, sometimes, you know, bored. Like there was no, there was no character... They're almost like they were the same character. There was no shades of between the two of them, really, I don't think. Because that was what was really good about the first movie. And I hate to be like, I'm definitely not a ghost bro. Like, you know, I'm a heterosexual guy that loves Steel Magnolias and, you you know, 9 to 5 and Bridget Jones and shit. You love Bridget Jones. I do love Bridget Jones. And we saw the third trailer and I'm freaked out at it. No, you don't. I am having problems. With Bridget Jones' baby. <laughs> I know. But hold on. You love Bridget Jones? Oh, huh? You love Bridget Jones' diary. It's okay. It's good. I like oh, it. okay. Now that you're, you're like, I mean, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but the first movie, like, they were movie. well-rounded characters. Like, you knew, okay, this character's this. This character's that. Yeah. This character's that. This character's that. Motivation. Put them together. They, you know, complement each other, bounce off each other. And I just didn't, I don't know. They were just frenemies for, for the most part. Uh, but here's the thing, like, I have a hard time watching Kristen Wiig. Kristen Wiig seemed bored. That Being relegated to the straight man. And then every time they had to, and this, it makes me as a guy, like, I'm not slogging off on women, but when they had to do the lines this like the really ultra scientific lines like yeah. the ultra plasma and this thing i was just like they are not they're, they're not into saying this yeah, you basically know the science gobbledygook uh and melissa mccarthy she she towed the line 
of being, and I say this in all like capital letters, you know, Melissa McCarthy, where every movie she's been in for the last five years is her getting tossed around in slapstick and, you know, thrown downstairs or whatever is the physical um, shtick that she's doing in that particular movie. Like, it happened again with this one after the ghost took her over, you know, and I just, I have a hard time when it starts going there. And I think I audibly sighed when it happened. I'm like, Oh, cause I was so hoping she could escape that for one movie where she didn't have to be Melissa McCarthy. The way that Adam Sandler was always, he became Adam Sandler no matter what movie he was in eventually. Mm-hmm. Like this was reminiscent of that. And it made me sad. So I like the actresses. I like, you know, most of the characters. I just think that the script just didn't give them a lot to do. Yeah. They're poor I mean, direction, just, just think about it. Name, like, what is one scene where you're like, I'm going to remember that for a long time. Like, that's an iconic scene. Um, I can't think of anything iconic. I mean, the biggest things I think of is when Kristen got thrown up on in the beginning. And, right? And uh, when Leslie Jones had the ghost on her, she's like, okay. I'm going to go home now. You know, I have a weird problem about movies having large concert scenes where you're like, why does it have to be at a concert? Like, like why are they at a concert? Hocus Pocus did a good job with that. <laughs> <laughs> you know that, the, oh, what are we saying about this movie? It's, if it's I'm like, hard to go up against the Hocus Pocus defense, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Marsha Clark over here. I'm just like. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Hocus Pocus don't fit. You must have quit. No, but that whole scene, just like, why was it at a concert? Like, did it make it didn't sense? Have to be at a concert. Was it funny? Did it add anything to it that they were at a concert? No. 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 I mean, the button for the whole thing was Ozzy Osbourne saying something about Sharon Osbourne, and now they're broken up. Yeah, yeah. That made so a lot like, of sense. That really, that, that last, that was so evergreen, this concert scene, that it yeah. didn't last at all. You couldn't cut that part, by the way. So. Yeah, I mean, after I was just like, there's not, I don't think there's one scene where I was just like, I'm going to remember that forever, like the the ones in the first movie. Like, there's so many scenes in the first okay. movie, I'm like, that's awesome. To be devil's advocate. I want to recreate this with my brother with, you know, with the vacuum cleaner. We're going to bust some ghosts <laughs> with some vacuum cleaners. But wait, I want to play devil's advocate for a minute. Two yeah. things here. Number one, that's rare for that to happen in adulthood anyway, because that's like a hallmark of childhood. And wait, it's hold not on. A ha- yeah, for, where for, things... for a movie to have iconic scenes that you no, remember no, 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 after no. the movie, but, the, but the, that your brain interprets them as being iconic back then. That sticks with you because you're so impressionable at that age. Like you, you probably even this had been knocked your socks off. You wouldn't have been getting out the vacuum cleaner when we got home and trying to act it out with Brooklyn. I can still have that joy of spirit, the youthful spirit as, as an adult. Eve. Yeah, I'm, yeah, you could. I mean, um, just think about it. Well, what are like favorite movies we've seen lately? There, there's scenes where we're like, yes, pinpoint that scene, awesome, yes. But, okay, but wait, that's and that's the other thing. Uh, at least, and maybe I can't. Well, this speak- movie, I look back and I'm like, oh, you know, they they had some amusing lines, but there was there were no set pieces where I'm like that movie, this set piece, yes, download this into my brain forever. Well, that's what the other point I was going to get to. I don't know about maybe you or our listening people at home, but I know that I don't have that affinity for what would be iconic things the first time I view something. Like I could love it and say, I want to see that again mm-hmm. and then have that sort of, you know, feel and relationship with the movie. But I don't feel that the first time I see pretty much anything. So benefit of the doubt here, maybe I'm not saying anything here is iconic, but maybe you would feel more strongly about something if you were able to see it again or have multiple viewings the same way you did in the eighties with this first version. 
I mean, did you you saw the first one? You said you were four. I understand, but I'm I'm just talking about. It's not not every movie is like Cotton Candy, where you're just like, oh, this is pretty good, and then after it's just like disintegrates from your mind. Basically. Sure, you know. I feel like every movie is cotton candy for me based on that analogy you just said. No, I'm like, who am I talking to? As you said that, I was like, like wait like, a minute. Like, words are coming in my mouth, into her ear, out her other ear. So it's, it's like, what, what am I saying? For the record, I'm not an airhead. <laughs> Thanks for that, huh? by the way. Uh, I just have a poor memory. You're not an airhead. I, I, I did not mean it by that. Cool. What? Let's stay married. <laughs> <laughs> So, bad scripts. Are you agreeing with all these points? Am I agreeing with what? Bad bad script, story, good characters with promise. The actresses tried hard. Um, Terrible terrible villain, man. Yeah, I agree. So, yes, to answer your question. And as we we were watching the Ghostbusters, I'm like, they had several villainous characters that were memorable in in, in Ghostbusters. They had Stay Puffed. They had Walter Peck. They had yeah that the 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 dog dog like creatures. They had a lot of stuff going on, and this new one had one one baddie, whatever his name was, who worked at the hotel and was basically a a shut in dork who got you know made fun of, and now he's like. Now everyone's going to get it. I have a feeling this is where we part company, though. So, yes, to answer your question, I agree with all of those points. What's the villain's name? I don't remember. I just said that. There you go. I know. But at the end, I still think it was overall an okay to semi-good movie. Like, all of these points that we're picking apart, accurate, true. Could have been more of this. It could have been less of it. Could have been this. But. And and we go back to there's not two poles. There's not it sucked. Um, it's the best. I you know mm-hmm. I'm I'm leaning towards more. It sucked, but I'm, I'm not leaning more towards it was good. Like it's something that I would want Brooklyn to watch in a few years. Well, that's the thing that makes me feel so bad because I I recognize that it's an important movie. I I recognize that it's an important franchise to me. I recognize that I have an almost four year old daughter that wants to see it already and i'm like you're too young to That's see this um so i recognize this importance but i can still be disappointed at you know the first crack at basically opening up uh, a new chapter in the story basically true we, i feel like we'd be remiss if we didn't take a quick second to discuss that amazing picture of those little girl ghostbusters with Kristen wig at the premiere <laughs> i mean for real though I can. I don't even care. I saw that picture, and that movie. This movie could have been shit on a stick, but th- I saw that picture. And I was like, I'm on board. Whatever you're selling, like that's it. That girl is awesome. That little girl who was looking up so hopefully, like. But we've talked about awesome. positives. Kate McKinnon was positive. Um, we have to talk about because last episode we talked about Liam Hensworth and his like yes. black hole of uh, lack of charm. lack of charisma and charm. And, I have a confession to make, Justin. And we talked about how <laughs> I know they weren't twins, Liam Hensworth and Chris Hensworth, but one of them obviously sucked all the, or sucked all the charisma out of the other. Like he's like that guy from Mortal Kombat. So I have a confession to make. Prior to seeing Chris Hemsworth in this movie, I was fully on the Liam Hemsworth train. Oh, that's right. I was just like, what? Because he's cute. 
And I don't know. I was okay with like the kind of. They're both cute, right? They are totally both cute. But I was, but I was kind of on board with like the brooding quality that he had. Like it didn't. The charm part didn't matter to me as much because I was like, but that's not what he's about. He's brooding and sensitive. And it's fine. So wait. So wait. 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 Oh, let's no. let's let's set this. Let's let's really set the the tracks for this. So what you're saying is, I was right. I'm not there yet. Just cut the chase. Means to the end. However, my Chris Hemsworth experience was limited to like Thor, basically. So think about prior to this, like I'm comparing Liam Hemsworth in the Hunger Games, in my mind, to Thor. And I'm like, meh, I'll take Hunger Games. You're giving me this face like I'm crazy. but <laughs> I'm giving you Kate McKinnon face. You are giving me Kate McKinnon face. But now having seen this, like he was such a redeeming character in this movie. So he brought so much to it and obviously incredibly easy on the eyes and his accent is like butter. So I am now officially jumping ship from Liam to Chris. Yes. (laughs) You have chosen the correct Hemsworth. (laughs) What's my prize? (laughs) I want a Hemsworth for my birthday. It's like a... um, I'm going to buy you a choose your own Hemsworth book. Oh my gosh, please. It's all pictures of Chris Hemsworth. (laughs) (laughs) You have chosen correctly. No, and then does it happen on one page like you accidentally choose Liam and then you die? Seriously. (laughs) Crazy how much. There's no comparison. He danced. He danced. Well, at the end. (laughs) That's another thing. So, story, script, um, just direction, like. There were like, scenes where, where I was just like, like, where's the, like, what yeah. are they doing? I had several And then the like editing that. where I was just like, what are these, like, where are we? What is this scene? Where are we doing? What's now? And you just brought up the, the dance scene, but we didn't see the dance scene till the credits. Mm-hmm. And we didn't even hear what they were dancing to. But in the actual, the movie, he, so the, the bad guy who can't even remember his name becomes a ghost and mm-hmm. he inhabits... Um, the secretary, Chris Hemsworth's body. And at Kevin some, is his name. Kevin. And at some point, he's in front of a bunch of police. Is it police? That's a bunch of police, right? I think so. And he has them do like the start of a dance move, and then they just freeze. Yeah. And you're just like, okay, what is that? <laughs> There's no... That's happened several times with the movie. You're like, what is going Like, what is going on? So I'm so, so relieved to hear you say this because, and I said this as we were leaving the movie. I just need some flow to my movie. I just need to know, like, okay, we go from this to this. This makes sense. We're building upon this. And there was a lot of nonsensical. Yeah. And I'm happy to hear you say it because, like I said, when we were leaving the theater, one of the first things I said to you is I turned to you and I said, I mean, I know I'm tired, but I feel like I was roofied or something because that movie was hard. Like, it was, first of all, hard to stay awake. And second of all, I was like, sometimes going, what happened? Or like, how, what's, I don't understand. And then I felt stupid. And I was just sitting there feeling You're not stupid. stupid. You're not stupid. You weren't roofied. It was just confusing at times. So to hear you say that, I'm like, oh, and a little I feel bit a little boring better. at times. Like, uh, yeah, there's no, at no point should a Ghostbusters movie be boring. Like the buildup was pretty boring. Like up until they all four got together like it that talk about staying awake during that whole part i was kind of like okay we get it like moving on people let's go where are the ghosts at exactly <laughs> <laughs> where are the ghosts at this <laughs> is a prequel it's just busters before they add the ghost on it <laughs> frenemies 
so yeah that that non-dancing was a perfect example of it seemed like a lot of stuff was left on the cutting room floor and then either not there or put into the the credits you know what a, a lot of the best things i like was um, scenes with the four girls like here's this new uh apparatus or new contraption that we're gonna you know just finagle with and i'm like okay this is cool yeah but it was like they they took all those scenes and they dispersed it throughout the movie in random places we're yes. like oh there's this new thing and then all of a sudden at the end in the credits they're like okay here's another new thing that it's we like have the, the the movie's over but we still have this new trap by the way sigourney weaver hi sigourney weaver <laughs> i'm just like you left Sigourney Weaver until the, the credits. credits. You suck. Well, I mean, they were doing cameos left and right, but I guess that's because, you know, they're... they're. Well, you, you say the best... No. You say the best for the credits? No. No, no. no but no, you know no. what occurred to me? Uh, you said something kind of telling you were like, you know, I, a lot of these things I think ended up on the cutting room floor. So I think you're right. I have a feeling, maybe not, um, but I have a feeling... This is another Batman v Superman uh, thing going on? Where they, they, the director's they, cut? We had to cut thirty to forty yes. minutes out. Hope you hope you can connect the dots. That's what I was thinking, and and it occurs to me that maybe when this comes out on DVD, there will be like a director's cut version. It's okay. Talking about Batman v Superman, when that director's cut came out, you asked me, "Hey, can we watch this again? Like, can we see? I want to see the director's." Cut. I was like, "We didn't like the first one. Why the hell am I going to torture myself with watching the?" Director's and cut? I have to, I have to stand up for myself, and you know this too, Chrissy. I tried two nights in a row to watch that movie, and I couldn't get through it. Oh yeah, I abandoned you. I was like, "Fuck no, I'm not doing that. You, like, you're is, on your own." No, 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 no. And then I, I, by like night one and a half, I remember walking by you and going. So, how's that plan going? You know, the one where you wanted to watch the director's cut? Told you so. But, all that said, I would actually want to watch a director's cut version of this movie. Oh, yeah. This is not... The Ghostbusters 2016 was not in the Batman v Superman land of... Terrible. Long and boring and nonsensical, you know. Agreed. Um, I don't know, man. I was just... I felt like one of those slowly deflating balloons, just like. I tried. <laughs> All right. All right. We get it. We get it. Sound um, effects. Out of your mouth. What have we not talked about? Uh, I feel like we've covered it. <laughs> have we? <laughs> yeah. There's ghosts in this movie. There are? Yeah. In 3D, no less. Oh, we saw them in 3D. Yeah, I was just did. like, Okay. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Name name one ghost that you're excited about. The first one that threw up on Kristen Wiig. Why were you excited about her? Just for no other reason other than the setup. Like because you knew it was going to happen, and it was. I felt like a kid with the anticipation because she's like, "Oh, you and you're just so this and that," and like, and I'm like, any second now. And see the the whole first that sequence. I was comparing it to the first sequence in this Ghostbusters, sure. the original Ghostbusters, where and I wasn't. They're in the the was it like looking at card catalogs and um, in the library in the library and it's actually a little scary. I just, By the way, nobody knows what card catalogs anymore are. <laughs> Microfiche. Microfiche, not fish, but fish. It was hard. It was hard. Every every single because there was several points in the new movie where they harken back to the first movie um and it was like a copy of a copy of a copy 
you know. Yeah, where the resolution kind of gets screwed up by the end. Exactly. I know. Exactly. Well, what do you give this movie, Justin? <sighs> oh. Um, heavy sigh. I don't know, like a C minus or something. I'm a little kinder. I'm giving it a B minus. A B minus? Yeah. I don't know if you gave me enough positive points about it. Well, like I said earlier, and the, I the the third, it's the first act was slow to get going. Yes. The third act was, was a just mess. a bunch of CGI mess. Where I mean, in this type of movie, you want it to be big, and you know, I alluded to this earlier. I'm basically giving it a B minus on merit alone, and and I told you, Kate McKinnon, yes, Chris Hemsworth, yes. Um, He's a big boost. The four, I mean, the 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 four girl, like they have something there. Yeah, of course. They need a good script. Yes. They need a good villain mm-hmm. next time. They need um coherent scenes. Coherent scenes, more coherence. That that would be helpful. What do um, you think about all the guys in this movie um, basically being uh, terrible, like terrible? God. like there was not one i didn't even think about it no no i mean you're I'm like sure asleep that's... you're like <laughs> <laughs> andy garcia plays the mayor in this movie yeah and he has the best line in the whole movie where he talks about uh somebody says that <laughs> accuses him of being the mayor in jaws and he's oh, like never yes. compare never. me to the mayor in jaws yeah he's like that guy is terrible <laughs> don't ever compare me and then he's like looking he's like he compared me to the guy in jaws that part, that was pretty good. I that was a good that. wink. Um, God. So yeah, like I said earlier, and I alluded to this happening. We had similar standpoints on on if on the technical merit. You know, I feel like this is the Olympics, and like we're we're the judges. You're like the Russian. Judge Slimer was in this one. Making it apart. He seemed to have some kind of lady friend. He's driving around a car. Mm-hmm. There <laughs> no. you go. I don't know. Several points this movie, I was like, is this the Scooby-Doo movie? Yeah. Like, like this doesn't, just, just not work. Yeah, that's true. It's not, no. Well, there you go. Or is this even New York? Like, aren't they supposed to be in New York? But this doesn't look like New I York. I had a few moments like that, too. And then in the credits, they revealed that it was uh, actually Massachusetts. They're, like, they're, their headquarters is above a, a Chinese restaurant, but I, I never saw a Chinese person or did you notice in the credits actor. that they dedicated it to harold ramus that was that was that i wonder was what he would have they also thanked a super fan and but, i even said i was like hey yeah. they thanked just, a super thank fan you, just thank you just you're, you're welcome thank you <laughs> How, you no, worked no, on this no thank you huh? okay <laughs> um i don't know so are you so you're excited would you see a second movie I mean, if it do you think it deserves a second movie? Do I get to get out of the house and away from our children? Then yeah, sure, I'll go see it. Let's go, let's go. I'm down. What do you think is the main thing they need in the second movie to make it better? Better script. Okay, we're on the same page. Script. High five. High fives. And like I said, I, I alluded to this earlier several times. In fact, that I knew I was going to give it a better grade than you based on the merit aspect. But the what aspect? The meritous aspect of of it being four very funny women pulling this off with I like women. I know you do. I like funny women. Sure. We're just smiling at each other now. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm I'm not going to be as kind to our second movie. I'm I'm afraid. What 
are you talking about? Flatliners. <laughs> that basically sums up how I feel about this movie. <laughs> was, was that a flatline sound? Yes. Are you dead now? I might be. Wait a minute. Me. Let me get out the paddles. Oh, please. <laughs> Hold on. It's only been two minutes. I mean, five minutes. We can bring her back. I don't think we've paddled her enough. Nope. Do it again. It only works if Kevin Bacon does it. <laughs> oh, man. So, right away, you put on this movie, and I feel like I had heard the title somewhere, because you even said, you're like, do you know Flatliners? I'm like, I mean, I've heard of it, I think. And then when I saw the cast uh, kind of go across the screen, I was like, oh, this might actually be pretty good. Like, everybody's really good in this. Flatliners. We got Kiefer Sutherland. Yes. We got Julie Roberts. Mm-hmm. We got Kevin Bacon. We got Billy Baldwin. Yep. Well, and we got yeah. Oliver, Oliver Platt. That's pretty much, that's the cast right yeah. there. Kind of forgot about Billy Baldwin for me when I said everybody's really great. Bunch of dudes <laughs> and Julia Roberts. Yeah. Big surprise. So. But I expected it when I saw the cast starting to come out. I'm like, this might be pretty good. Directed by Joel Schumacher. Uh-huh. Yes. 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 Are you a Joel Schumacher fan? Sure. I like his work. You do? What's what's, what's your favorite movie of his? The one with the people. <laughs> and they do things. Mine too. Mine too. <laughs> Name me a few. <laughs> Batman Forever. Batman and Robin. The Client. I know you've seen The Client, right? Uh, no, wait. You love The Rainmaker. That's I the, love The Rainmaker. That's the, the random John Grisham movie that you love. <laughs> um, okay, so here's the thing about uh, Flatliners. Um, I think this is one of those movies I saw when I when it came out and I was like 10 or 11. And I thought I was being ultra cool and hip. By seeing, because it was an R-rated movie with Ooh, look at you. Julie. R- <laughs> I was like, loved her in Pretty Woman. Let's watch her in this, right? And 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 no, love no. Joel. I'm a huge Lost Boys fan. Oh, are you? Yeah. I mean, you know, wait. We've talked. We've seen Lost Boys before. I was going to say I know Lost Boys, but I didn't. Have you I seen it? Yes. You saw watching me. I'm not sure if I remember watching it with you, but I remember watching it for my film criticism class. Huge Lost Boys fan. Okay. I will fight you. I'm not like... Let's have a Lost Boys... No, let's not. Let's not and say we did. Joel Schumacher did that, and I think he did this like a year or two afterwards, and it was a huge fall from grace in my eyes, basically. I was like, oh, no. I I would think in any in everyone's eyes. I I was trying to find reviews after this. Of Flatliners? Yeah. Everyone rescinded their reviews. Surprisingly, it did halfway decently, if I remember, on Rotten Tomatoes, but the audience didn't love it. So it generally didn't pull well with audiences. So Flatliners is a movie about f- five. There's five. Four. Four? Well, four, and then the fifth, Oliver Platt never has it. But they're all like. Yeah, I guess they all work. Together. Five medical students who suddenly start this new obsession with wanting to basically kill them, like kill find themselves out what happens after death. to find out what happens after death. Right. So they essentially induce death with their fancy little medical machines that reduce body temperature and basically cause somebody to flatline. And then within five minutes, they bring you them back. You find those at CVS, right? I mean, clearly. It's like right next to the blood pe- pressure cuff. Got it. 
Yeah. And then within five minutes, and they try to keep expanding their time on that, they bring the person back. Um, and each time the person is successfully brought back, although it's so stupid because like they have all these close calls. After the first close call, you'd think you'd be like, yeah, I'm done with this. We're not going to do that again. And then this by the second or third, they just they keep going with it. And it's just, I remember turning to you when we were watching. I'm like, this is stupid. This is just stupid. And I'm like, why did we watch this? And you were like, I didn't say it was good. <laughs> Thanks, Justin. No, you, you, you said, did you want to watch this? <laughs> was this not by mistake? Flatliners is the definition of ultra cornball movie, basically. No, because I think... Just Super three. corny. No, because cornball implies camp to me, and this was not campy. This was stupid. Mm-hmm. Can't be as enjoyable. Um, the uh, it's like the aperture on the camera was so screwed up. This this movie makes us Batman v Superman look like light Pleasantville. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the bright like a really bright movie. You know that black and white world of Pleasantville. Um, yes, the color at the end. I know the color, the technicolor yeah. part. I remember in the very beginning too, thinking like. This is the most darkly lit hospital I've ever seen. It's like the American Horror Story Hospital. Yeah. Mike, does this take place inside of a church sanctuary? Is this where Juliet dies? Like, I don't understand. Um, Flatliners, and I urge everyone to watch Flatliners. No, don't do it. It's a has, trap. has the most amazing bookends of a first and last scene that I've ever seen. Basically, the beginning of the movie is... Um, lots of shots of uh, like uh, architecture and right. and gargoyles and got like God and devils yeah. and like um, orchestral choral singing like <laughs> that's true they do do that and all of a sudden they they it's like you're outside <laughs> and you see this guy like walking are they next to an ocean or something it's like a bluff. A bluff of some kind, and you see this Kiefer Sutherland, and it goes in, in on him, like really loud singing, and it goes la, to him, la, la, la. and all of a sudden, uh, Kiefer Sutherland like takes off his, uh, um, what was the guy, the, the guy with the sunglasses? Um, oh shit! Anyway, sorry. He he <laughs> looks at the camera. He's like, it's a, seems like a good day to die, and that's it. That's oh, the beginning of the yeah, movie. That's right. And so that's the beginning of the movie, um, and then. Fast forward to the end of the movie. Spoiler warning: um, He he doesn't die. He almost does. They save him, and then he wakes up, and his first words are, "I guess it's not a good day to die." <laughs> <laughs> it comes full circle. Credits. <laughs> like somebody, la, 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 la. somebody basically, in terms of writing the script, wrote that first line, and then the they wrote the last line, and they're like. I mean, I guess I'll fill in the middle. Yeah, I bet you that was the treatment. I'll they, fill they, in the they, middle. they took it to the studio. They took it to the Columbia. Scene in. Like, okay. Orchestra, choral uh, yeah. arrangements. Here's your storyboard. Here's Devils, the Gods, Kiefer Sutherland, face. It's a good day to die. We'll figure out the rest later. Do exactly. we have the money? <laughs> Do we, let's get the money. Let's, let's collect the money. the money now. Yeah. Show. Let's show everyone this and just like <laughs> have have the bags ready for the money to tumble in. Right. So now knowing th- our listening public that this is probably a terrible movie that Justin wants you to watch, let's ask ourselves this. 
what on earth must have attracted these very good actors to want to be in this movie? That is all I thought of when I was watching this movie. Can, the, can they, can uh, they ab- read? Above all else, I was like, why is Julia Roberts doing this? Yeah, <laughs> she was queen of the world. She was a pretty woman. She was a yeah, hooker was of like heart of gold. Really hot right then. And I'm sure her agent was like, okay, she's got the pick of the litter. Like, look at the stack of scripts, Julia. Like, look at the stack of scripts. Like, you could pick any of these. And she starts looking through them. She's like, hmm. Do you know what this was? Hmm. I know what it was. Flatliners. This is like, her, her Flatliners is like Leonardo DiCaprio's Man in the Iron Mask. Ugh. Yep. You're like at the top of your game and you have to pick something that seems like it's, you know, an alternative choice. Like, you're not trying to be the blockbuster She's babe. Like, I was just a hooker with a heart of gold. But you know what I, I'm looking for now? I want to be in a movie where my father died years ago from a heroin overdose. I want to be a serious actress, and I'm going to pick an offbeat alternative choice that is darker and grittier, and really I get to sink my teeth into. Actresses and actors love that shit. I'm telling you, that's what that happened. I want to play a medical student, but the only female medical student surrounded by male medical students who want to have sex with me. And they're always going to use my gender against me. So I want to have one scene where I get to tell off one of them. If everyone's going to wear glasses in this movie to make them seem more intelligent, I'm going to wear the best best glasses. Yeah, basically. And when everyone else is kind of like, you know, not really thinking that what happens after death is, you know, anything significant or having to do with religion, I'm going to be the positive one. I'm going to tell that old woman in her bed that there is a happy life and I'm going to have a whole character crisis when I find out it's not that way. So here's my question. Anyway. So <laughs> my, there, my first question, of, uh, I guess my second question after why, why are all these people in this movie is as characters what was their whole game plan of why they wanted to do this? Like, I don't know. Like there's no, like, so it's me. So it's me and you, another person like, okay, we're the flatliners club. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to, I'm going to kill you. You're going to be under for, um, two minutes. And you're like, no, two 30. I'm like three, three 30, four. Okay. Four. You're dead for four minutes. Hopefully you can come back. So you're dead for four minutes. You see something. You come back. Then what? Do we go like to the newspaper and say, here's what she saw. This is scientific research. This is on. They're doing this like off the record in some weird (laughs) monastery. Monastery that was surrounded by what are those like traffic pylons and and police tape. I was like, what are they like? What's their end game here? This is like this is like writing like a twenty like a thirty page thesis and you're not even in college or something. Like, <laughs> like you're doing a lot of work for nothing. Like and you know, if you're wrong, you're dead. And or you come back brain damaged because if you go that long without um, you know, breathing and brain function, then you come back kind of like veggie like. Yeah. They could have come back as cauliflower. Yeah. So I was like, I think I think you guys rushed into this whole Flatliners thing. I think this was a mistake. This is a mistake. Don't listen to Kiefer Sutherland. Oh, yeah. Never listen to Kiefer Sutherland. He will barrel into a Christmas tree. <laughs> Never listen to Kiefer Sutherland. 
Doesn't end well for anybody. Valencia gets bombed. Um. So yeah, so uh, Julia Roberts, Kiefer Sutherland, Kevin Bacon. All I enjoyed Kevin Bacon. Movie. I have to say, you did. I did. It was it because he had his feather nineties. No, and hair. in fact, when that started with that, I was like, oh boy, he had like, his trimmers, his trimmers hair going. Oh my god, it was a total distraction. <laughs> But but then as it got going, he was like, I even said to you at one point, I was like, Kevin Bacon, the unlikely voice of reason. He became my voice for the idiocy that was happening all around him throughout the movie. But didn't you find it weird? Like the movie's basically about them. The, all, all the characters have their own th- uh, thing in their past. They're, they're trying to basically get by through <laughs> flatlining themselves into to almost death mm-hmm. and then in this limbo like world that they come they call into it purgatory exactly they come they recognize like okay this is Ugh. this is what needs to change in my life this is something that i need to do i need to atone for my sins yeah atone for your sins totally that's, so that's julia right. roberts her dad died of a heroin overdose and basically throughout the whole movie she just needed to give him a hug yeah, that was her big thing. She making just peace to with her dad and say that she, she was sorry and he was sorry, and then that was good. Kevin Bacon's character um, was mean to an, a young African American girl. Apparently, he was a dick. He was a dick. Yeah, Kevin Bacon. And as an was adult, he had to, he had to come back and say, "Hey, I was a dick." He we he went back. He, he found her as she was older and says, "I'm sorry, I was a dick." And she's like. It's okay. I don't even remember it. I don't even remember it. And then he comes back to everyone else. He's like, you won't believe it. I said, I'm sorry for being a dick. And she said, it's okay. So and that's like, what everyone okay. needs to do. Meanwhile, keep your Sutherland's like, arc. that's great. My people are dead. How am I going to do that? <laughs> I think you could take away Kiefer, Kiefer Sutherland's whole character arc is basically... He uh, accidentally killed his kid when he was a kid by throwing some rocks at him until he fell out of a tree. And so when he goes into limbo, like what a pur- purgatory in this movie, this kid basically beats the shit out of Kiefer Sutherland at every point. Yes. <laughs> He's really pissed. There will be no forgiveness there. So I'm just like, this is terrible. Like, this is a terrible movie. And um, touche. Where can I find any kind of joys in it? <laughs> there, I don't it's, think joy I would have is to, synonymous I would with have this movie. To flatline myself to go into the purgatory looking for the joy that. Are you still looking? Huh? Did you find any? <laughs> Was there any joy to be had? I mean, quick, let's go under. I, I, exactly. Yeah. No. 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 I would be scared that I would go under and I'd come back and um, everywhere I would look, I'd be on a. Uh, like a screen uh, having sex with some random girl like Oh, like Baldwin. Baldwin. Billy Baldwin. Oh, my God. I don't understand his flatline experience, to be honest with you. I'm like, everyone else is like atoning for really bad stuff. I mean, don't get me wrong. Filming people when you're having sex with them and then like putting it. That he's was like even pre-internet gi- days. He's a gigantic slut. Yeah, basically, he was just a gigantic slut. But I mean, again, this is pre-internet days. This was, he didn't even have the chance to like put it up online or anything. And... And that's what is haunting him. All these women being like, you said you'd call. And I'm like, this is dumb. I can't believe it. <laughs> poor, poor Kiefer Sutherland is getting like UFC'd over here. <laughs> yeah. 
And, and Billy and Billy Bald was just seeing his yeah you know, his know. women being upset that he never called them the morning after. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, right. I at least was thinking like, well, maybe there's like some sort of cautionary thing like AIDS or something will happen, <laughs> you know, like to say like that will explain, hey, sluttiness doesn't pay. Look, AIDS. But no, instead it was just that he didn't call them the you next had to, day. You had to read between the lines there, Chrissy. Yeah. I guess so. You know. You know. <laughs> Flatliners now with AIDS. So this movie is getting redone. Yeah. What the hell? I mean, I guess the bar is so gratuitously low. Did Hollywood run out of ideas? <laughs> yes, they obviously have. Does Kiefer just have a ton of but money? But for someone, like some poor producer to be out there and be like, guys, <laughs> I've got a hell of an idea. Flatliners reboot. Flatliners reboot. Flatliners universe. Let's 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 bring it in. Let's... Let's make this happen. And then Kiefer Sutherland, fresh off of his Christmas tree barrage, is like, I have money. Let's do this. At the beginning of the reboot, Kiefer Sutherland's like, JK, it's now a good day to die again. (laughs) No, now it's a good day to die. (laughs) He's like, I'm older. I've seen the world. I actually, weird disclosure, um, when he said that in the very beginning, I I immediately thought, oh, maybe this will be good because my... Dearly departed. Grandfather wrote um, an article for the LA Times before he died called A Good Time to Die. And so I was like... That was you're like, because of this, yeah. this is why this is why Flatliners is going to be awesome. I had a weird warm fuzzy at the very beginning just because of that. I was like... But here's what happened. Grandpa. But here's what happened. We became medical students, you and I. I'm like, Chrissy, BT dubs. Let's flatline each other. You go under for three minutes. You're in purgatory. All of a sudden, you see your grandfather. He's like, Chrissy, I know I wrote that article in the LA Times to say it's a good time to die, but it's, it's not a good time to die, Chrissy. Don't, don't do I'm it. I'm only saying that because I have cancer and I have no choice. And AIDS, just like Billy Baldwin. <laughs> Billy Baldwin gave me AIDS. <laughs> And then, he, and then he punches you in the face like that kid did to Kiefer Sutherland. My poor grandfather. And then you're out. And then you come to and you're like. If he could hear this, he would laugh. He had a good sense of humor. <laughs> I've learned so much. <laughs> I've learned so much. I, yeah. I don't know why they're doing a reboot. That's, that's the dumbest idea I've ever heard. I, when I, I hear when Ellen I Page that, I like, is going to no. be in it. I think that she might need to come go into some kind of 12-step program because she apparently loves movies about going under and dreams and yeah, shit right do you know who really should be in the remake who Kristen stewart she's already dead behind the eyes it kind of works out whoa Kristen shot stewart. across the bow Kristen stewart <laughs> <laughs> let's delve deeper into your Kristen stewart hate apparently I, sh- I just can't stand her i was about to say liam hensworth because he's like oh my god Kristen stewart and liam hemsworth in the same movie he's already at like a one like they barely <laughs> barely have to flatline him he raises the needle like this much i mean this is the this is a dream cast let's keep rebooting this shit who else we got we got his the purgatory cast. is is chris like he's got a gigantic <laughs> vacuum hose just sucking the charisma literally from 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 his brother's body yep yeah it's turned from blow into suck. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, so Flatliners. I don't think anybody's ever talked about this movie as much as we have already talked about Flatliners, by the, the way. The deepest, deepest dive into Flatliners. Wait. 
I need more alcohol. Oh boy. You definitely need more alcohol so you can go under into purgatory and face your fears. By the way, what do you think would be waiting for you in your purgatory? For real. What would be waiting for me? Yeah. And then haunt, haunting you in your daily life after. Um. Hmm. Decisions, decisions. I don't know. Okay. Well, this has been fun. <laughs> Glad I asked this question. We'll be honored to you. Here's what needs to happen. We need to combine the Ghostbusters and the Flatliners uh, reboots into their own universe. So... Where's this going? Basically, the Flatliners flatline people into ghosts. The Ghostbusters grab them and catch them and um, contain them. And then so they talk about their feelings. This is like a murder machine that you just came up with. It's like, let's murder people. And it's then like what, do we, what do we do with their ghosts? I know. Let's just capture them. Like nobody will even know. Yeah. That sounds terrible. No, no. Why not? Doesn't work. No, no. Flatliners, flat, flat busters, ghosts. Ghost liners. By the way, they never come back after that. It sounds like if they're flatlining out and their their spirits are being taken away by the Ghostbusters, like that's it, they die. They're not just flatlining; it's it's just deathliners. Well, that's why you have a lot of flatliners. So it's like kind of like the Hunger Games, so it's like, like mass death. Yes. Oh, cool. Let's make a game out of this, Chris. I feel like you you're starting to sound be, like a Heaven's Gate guy. Needs like to be this some kind is of your, tension. You're gonna have a cult, and this is gonna be your whole like message. So we're gonna flatline, but we're not really gonna die. And then the Ghostbusters are gonna come and take away all your ghosts. And then this, and then this. Just drink this Kool Aid. And then this. <laughs> um, Justin starting a cult. I think this could work. That's what's in your purgatory after you do this. Justin created a cult, killed a lot of people. That's what's in your purgatory. They're wanting revenge on me? Yep. Okay. Bring it. Yes. Bring it, ghost bros. Yes. To answer your question, I think I know what's in my purgatory. What? A lot of unfinished business. I can't ever finish things I start. So I'm sure there... I know. Me? What a shock. So I'm sure there is... Everything from the mundane to actual people that I've probably upset over the years waiting for me. They're being like, remember when you said you'd finish me? You never did. And it's like all Chris, of that. Chrissy's piles of shit are Basically. in my purgatory. And it's like, clean me, Justin. Clean me. And they just grow larger and larger until they envelop me and I suffocate, basically. There you go. And they're going to haunt you. Exactly. Sorry about that. So what would you give Flatliners? Oh, God. Come on. D. A D? Yeah. That's and you? That's probably good. Good. I wouldn't. I would never watch Flatliners again. Oh, good. It's long. It's it almost two long. hours long. I there know. was no need for longer. this movie to be two, almost two hours long. No, it's so dark. They could cut. They could cut forty percent of the darkness. Sixty uh, percent of the actual paddling of people. Like watching this movie makes you want to look at your TV settings and turn up the brightness and lower the contrast until it's kind of gray, just to give it something. Exactly. I know. But I do think that there's some kind of merit to a Ghostbusters Flatliners universe. Well, no, that's a fun island for you to hang your hat on. I'm not going to be on it. Genius, Chrissy. Ghostbusters Flatliners Island. Wow. (laughs) 
like if we're gonna be flatlining ourselves, how much have you drank tonight? And then, and then <laughs> ghost busting the the remnants. At least let's do it in a tropical setting. If you think this is a great idea, you can follow us on Twitter and tweet <laughs> at Movie Geek Cast that you're on board for the Ghostbusters. We are also Island. on Facebook occasionally. Um, We're kind of the opposite that way. I have to. Our daughter's on Snapchat. Yeah. Um, one of us mans the the Twitter a little bit better, and one of us mans the Facebook a little bit. So, depending on which, or, or that av- could be the same person. What? And then the other person is our daughter. Yeah, <laughs> and then Brooklyn, the the soon to be four year old, does the Snapchat. So basically, just figure out who you want to talk to, and then find us that way. Based but on of your all, platform. above all things, we appreciate you listening. Yes, above um, all else, talk to us on Twitter. Talk to us on Facebook. Let's continue the Flatliners conversation. Hey, <laughs> if there's someone out there who loves Flatliners, we want to hear from you. Send us a note because there's obviously someone there that's clamoring for more Flatliners. Kiefer Sutherland, he's listening. Other than Kiefer Sutherland, <laughs> what could he be doing? Like, is it the People are like, is he the same character? Or is he? Is it know. like Bill Murray in the new Ghostbusters? He's some totally different character that doesn't make sense at all. And you're just like, why is he in this movie? I wish I knew. He's an old man. He's like, when I was a young man, flatlining, we used to do these it things. Maybe he might be that, like Grandpa Flatliner. <laughs> Grandpa Flatliner. <laughs> he's like in the hospital bed. He's like, now I'm flatlining for real. Burn. <laughs> It, it was a good day to die. <laughs> right now. <laughs> he has a D, uh, DNR, definitely. All right, kids. It's been real and fun. It's been real. real it's been fun. But mostly, it's been real fun. Yep. We will catch you next, not week, but two weeks from now. And hopefully we will have some more fun movies to talk about. Yay! Yay! Peace!